It's Friday, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Friday, April 24th. Here's what you missed while you were starting that weekend happy hour three hours too early and just let everything else slip. Okay, Craig Mazin, writer-producer of the HBO show Chernobyl, wrote this on Twitter today. One of the hallmarks of the dangerously stupid is the consistent belief they've found great solutions that experts somehow missed. And if that wasn't enough to clue you in, I'm sure you can guess what this first story is about. I tell you, I was this close to releasing a bonus episode last night after this story first broke. Honestly, now it's unfair that this moron in chief does his press briefings right while I'm recording and publishing, so I don't really have a chance to comment on what he just said. But if you were lucky enough to have dodged the news all day and the memes and the Insta posts and don't know what the heck I'm ambiguously talking about here, well, just listen to this bird talk. We hit the body with a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. And I think you said that hasn't been checked, but you're going to test it. And then I said, supposing you brought the light inside the body, you can, which you can do either through the skin or uh, in some other way. And I think you said you're going to test that too. Sounds interesting. Well, the right, folks who could. right, and then I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? Because you see it gets on the lungs and it does a tremendous number of the lungs. So it would be interesting to check that so that you're going to have to use medical doctors with. But it sounds, it sounds interesting to me. Does it, though? Does it really sound interesting to you? I mean, seriously, what kind of third grade level moronic idea is it to even consider? So if you're still trying to understand what's going on here, this fool was following up information from William Bryan, a senior Homeland Security Science and Tech Advisor, who was telling us in the briefing how UV rays, such as sunlight and disinfectants like bleach, respond to the vid, or rather how the vid responds to them. Because as expected, just like other coronaviruses, like the common cold and SARS, it kills them with prolonged exposure. But like he was talking about surfaces, like seriously, just surfaces. And the guy who is supposed to be leading us all into victory and claims to be a very stable genius just threw this idea out there of injecting disinfectants into the human body. Is this real life see this is the problem when you give a dumbass a microphone me included he don't know when to shut up and just report he always trying to make the news and he just seems to be grasping at straws to make sense of all this so now these guys had to go back up there and do gymnastics around what this stupid idiot just said without flat out saying, Mr. Presidente, you're dumb. Then this idiota tried to compare human hands to playground equipment. It seriously was a sight to see. And unfortunately, both the medical community and the disinfectant community had to issue public statements so that the less intelligent Americans and Trumpster squad don't go off popping Tide Pods and Lysol old fashions with a water back. Check this. Lysol actually had to say on Twitter, just a reminder, Lysol disinfectant and hygiene products should only be used as directed and in line with usage guidelines. Due to recent speculation and social media activity, we must be clear that under no circumstance should our disinfectant products be administered into the human body. 
through injection, ingestion, or any other route. I mean, come on. The good news is at least only one in four people say they trust Donald Trump's information, and most think he's not listening to health experts enough. But honestly, we're going to have to have a serious conversation with that one. We've talked quite a bit about bailouts for the small business industry lately and how we're trying to protect paychecks for workers. I also talked about how a lot of small businesses were getting the short end of the stick while larger businesses were taking advantage of the loopholes. By the way, Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and Potbelly both announced that they were returning their money, along with a bunch of those colleges we mentioned, including Harvard. But an industry that's been missing out on all of this is the cannabis industry. Even though recreational marijuana use is legal in 11 states and medicinal use is legal in 33, it's still illegal at the national and federal level. So none of those mostly entrepreneurial businesses are eligible for the handouts. No grants, no forgivable loans. Now, to be fair, marijuana companies are used to being denied by large institutions. Big banks won't typically touch the stuff, fearing some legal blowback. Some small credit unions have stepped in, but the sector still mostly depends on cash transactions. So they're trying to lobby Congress to get access to SBA funds since a lot of these places are starting to see, as expected, a reduction in sales. The other piece of this puzzle? We're still waiting on Congress to move on the Safe Banking Act. See, that's a bill that would disallow regulators from taking quote-unquote adverse action against financial institutions that work with cannabis companies. Companies. And actually, we're only waiting on the GOP-controlled Senate. No surprise there. So what are your thoughts on this issue? Should cannabis companies get the same access to small business funds as your local coffee shop or bowling alley? Or does the federal law as it currently works sit right with you? Hit me up. All right, so Facebook can't let Zoom, House Party, and WebEx get all the love in these new uncertain times we're living in. So today they announced Messenger Rooms, a new group video call service for chatting it up with the friends and family. Check this. You can create a room from either Messenger or the main Facebook and invite anyone to join, even if they don't have a Facebook account. Because, you know, Facebook's tracking you either way. It can hold up to 50 people with no time limits. Quoting Facebook, host celebrations, organize a book club, or just hang out on the couch with friends. You don't need to call someone and hope it's a good time or check everyone's calendar first. You can start and share rooms on Facebook through newsfeed, groups, and events, so it's easy for people to drop by. Soon, we'll add ways to create rooms from Instagram Direct, WhatsApp, and Portal, too. End quote. Speaking of Portal, I've been hearing a lot of good things during this pandemic about using that. Easy for the non-technical people to set up, and it follows you around the room. Quite interesting. Definitely keep following on that. Facebook says it currently hosts over 700 million voice and video calls a day through Messenger and WhatsApp. And of course, they also had to introduce AI-powered 360-degree backgrounds and mood lighting filters plus AR effects. And for the privacy conscious, because hey, it is Facebook after all, quoting them again, we don't want to view or listen to your calls. And the person who creates the room controls who can join, who sees the room, and if the room is locked or unlocked to new guests. The room creator must be present in order for the call to begin, and the creator can remove guests at any time. You can report a room name or submit feedback about a room if you believe it violated community standards. Reports will not include audio or video from the room since we don't view or listen to your calls. No word yet on encryption, but I know they've been talking about encryption and privacy across all of their products soon to help battle the bad image they currently are still holding. Messenger Rooms is rolling out in select countries this week and will expand to the rest of the world in the coming weeks. All right, if you're anything like me and you've had the chance to go out grocery shopping, you might have walked right to the frozen food aisle expecting to find some shoestring or crinkle cut or really any kind of frozen french fries and found 
an empty freezer. Well, apparently, it's a thing. No more TP hoarders, now it's french fries. Even though farmers are sitting on tons of potatoes. See, it's a problem with food retail and supply chains in America. Quoting Reuters, frozen french fry sales at grocery stores spiked 78.6% for the four-week period ending April 4th, according to Nielsen data, resulting in shortages at many U.S. supermarkets. Lexi Majowski, a construction manager, has not seen frozen french fries at the giant food or Safeway supermarkets near her Maryland home. There's not a single french fry to be found, she said. Frozen fries are an ideal pandemic staple, offering comfort, convenience, and long shelf life for U.S. families accustomed to fast food meals and school cafeteria lunches end quote because see there's tons of food available but it's usually sent to big kitchens in giant sized bags and those bags don't have the right fda packaging for individual sale with nutritional info and all that stuff and while the fda said that they would temporarily relax some of those rules it's not exactly easy to switch to retail size packaging fast food suppliers freezers are full of frozen fries hash browns and potato skins and their storage sheds are packed with potatoes farmers and experts told reuters and how exactly Will this government figure out how to get that food into the hands of people lining up at food pantries all across America? Or at least get it into the hands of the pantries who are saying they're seeing record numbers of recipients that are starting to run out of food themselves. Ay ay ay. I just want to stop talking about this damn thing, you guys. Okay, so a couple weeks back, there was all this talk about a Navy ship that was quickly being overrun by the vid. And the captain of said ship sent an email to the Pentagon to get their intention. And boy, did it. And of course, it leaked to the press. But because of that, I guess, the captain was reprimanded. Even though he was looking out for the safety of his sailors, I guess he put whatever mission they were on at risk. I don't know. I'm not military. But what I can say is the sailors of that ship loved him and gave him an amazing send-off. And the acting Navy secretary called him stupid. So then he lost his job. And now the Pentagon is switching course. Quoting MSN, the U.S. Navy's top officials recommended Friday that the captain relieved of duty after sounding the alarms should be reinstated. The decision to reinstate Navy Captain Brett Crozier's command of the aircraft carrier USS Theodore Roosevelt sits with Secretary of Defense Mark Esper. The Pentagon boss, who was briefed on the recommendations following a U.S. Navy investigation, has yet to sign off on the reinstatement of the captain. He's expected to make a decision Friday. All crew members of the USS Theodore Roosevelt have been tested for the coronavirus with 840 positive and 4,098 negative results, the service wrote in an April 23rd release. Of the total cases, 88 sailors have recovered and one sailor has passed, end quote. Well, I, for one, hope he gets his job back. Sounds like he was a damn good sailor to me. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. You know, just when I thought Trump said the dumbest thing ever about this whole virus thing, here comes Giuliani right after him comparing the vid to cancer and obesity. I'm telling you, I just don't get how these people have jobs and keep getting invited on television. Where's my invite? I'm kind of smart. I at least know how to read. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm still regular degular. I'm no superstar. Oh, Parks and Rec announced a reunion. Like, it's going to be via Zoom, but still, they'll all be in character, so I'm quite excited to see how that turns out. I haven't seen Parks and Rec in a while, and it's a great show. 
Also, check out HBO's Bad Education this weekend. New movie with Hugh Jackman and Allison Janney. Looks really good about this crazy superintendent embezzlement story from Long Island back in the early 2000s. I'll let you guys watch the trailer. Well, as always, it's going to be a great weekend. So remember to stay focused, proud, and dedicated. I got you with the news.